to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is the 2001 animated classic Monsters Incorporated directed by Pete Docter. Now before we talk about who's at the table today and how we feel about this movie, though it should be no surprise to you, we'd like to set up our pause-unpause point. So if you pop in this movie on DVD or however you have it, press play, you'll notice that right off the bat it goes straight into that blue Disney logo and then straight into the Pixar Jumping Lamp logo. Once the Pixar Jumping Lamp logo fades to black, and it's a quick logo, so be ready to pause. You go ahead and press pause on your DVD or on your computer. We've pressed pause here, and in a second I'll say 3, 2, 1, unpause. I'll press play. You'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, only this time instead of being the director or someone who has been paid to talk about the movie in a positive light, we'll be uh, drunken and hungover friends in your head. Uh, I am Teague Christie. I am the red-haired one. I am the guy that talks in the intro, and I'm joined by... Oh, you want me to say my name? He's sitting there with a bunch of cake, and he's I, kind of I, disappointed that he has to talk now. God, I love cake. He's Can got I just a plate here and eat cake? cake. Hi, I'm Brian Finiter. And, of course, uh, Michael Dorkman Scott. Oh, I don't get to say my own name. Okay, that's well, fine. Well, I, and I, I don't even have cake. I'm not the one with cake You right already now. had cake. I did have cake, and it was wonderful. All right, so, gentlemen, I, I got to tell you, I'm more excited about this movie than I've been in a while for a movie that we've done. I mean, last week was Spider-Man, in terms of our, our recording chronology, and that almost yeah. killed me. Yeah, that was tough. Monsters, Inc. is easily, far and away, by a large margin, my favorite Pixar movie. Um, but we'll come back to me after a second. Brian, how do you feel about this movie? I mean, have, um, you, have you seen it a bunch of times? Do you care? No, I I think I saw it when it came out, and I don't think I've seen it since, to be honest with you. Not out of uh, any kind of dislike. Um, just one of the ones that fell off my radar pretty quickly. So I, I liked it when I saw it, but I just, you know... Saw? S- uh, shut up. Don't you, when don't I you saw... <laughs> when I saw it... Uh, What's your favorite yeah. Pixar movie? That's a good question. Uh, probably Wally or in The Incredibles. Fair enough. Dorkman? Um, they're up there for me, but I'm definitely someone else who uh, uh, Monsters Inc. is number one for me. I think it's a high watermark for Pixar, and I don't think uh, they've quite reached that. At, at least for me, because this is this is a movie that really um, affects me emotionally. Yeah, like, me too. like I get, I, I fully expect to to blubber like a little girl. At at the end of the movie because because it happens every time it happens just th- like I will think about this movie and the ending and I will get choked up like that's how much of a sissy I am for Monsters Inc. So in acting we call that emotional preparation <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this movie was a critical and commercial success. It made north of I think five hundred and twenty million dollars, and uh, it was followed obviously by Finding Nemo, which I think is their it was like eight hundred million dollars. It's the the top. It was the tent pole of Pixar's commercial success to date. Really, it wasn't Incredibles? Has, I thought Incredibles. Was, no, it was Nemo. It was, it was Nemo. Because they came out with Toy Story, and it was like, what's this? This is amazing, and it's a good movie. Bugs Life, yay, Dave Foley. Monsters, Inc., Jesus, these guys are good. Finding Nemo, holy shit. I remember uh-huh. Finding Nemo being the one that really put Pixar on the map. Finding Nemo, when people were like, oh, so you guys are just going to keep doing this. Mm. Oh, so this is going to be like a regular thing, what with the awesome movies and all. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, this movie um, was also a critical success. I think it has a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes right mm. now. A ninety-five. Right now, sir. it might it could change at any time. But <laughs> yeah, I know there might be like a, a trend that changes it sometime soon. Well, tomorrow a whole bunch like, of people. Monster movies. Yeah, a whole bunch of people might mistake it for Terminator Salvation. Yeah, you know, just take a nosedive. All right, in any Class. probably not. Uh, I hope you're queued up at home because we are queued up here. So let's go ahead and get our remotes and or mouse ready. And uh, at the frame where the Pixar jumping lamp logo fades to black. Luxo Junior is the name of the the little lamp. By Luxo, the way. I think, uh, isn't Luxo or is it straight up Luxo? Well, no, Lu- Luxo, no, Luxo Junior Luxo Jr. was the little one, and that's that one because Luxo was the big one in right, Luxo right. Junior short, yeah. and it's not that lamp. Yeah. So it would be Luxo Junior. However, in the short, he has a cord. 
because he has that little dynamic corn thing. Whenever mm. he bounces, it kind of whatever. In any case, ready? Anyway, frame where the Pixar logo fades to black. Here we go. Three, two, one. Unpause. Do you guys remember what the uh, the short film was before Monsters? Uh, oh. well, oh wow, what was yeah, it? Yeah, which one was it? I mean, there was one that came out after the fact called Mike's New Car. Yeah, but that Jerry's was... game. No, that was Bugs Life. No, yeah, shit. I'll find out. Don't okay. worry about it. We gotta like, yeah. right. I love Dorkman. Tell me a little bit about these opening titles. I mean, uh, what what would you like me to tell you? There? Well, I mean, isn't it's Pixar always seems to go with a two D animated solution for their opening titles, and mm-hmm. it always just seems to be this classy sort of hey, that's way to go, guys. I yeah. think I think never never more than the Incredibles. I think the Incredibles right, titles yeah. are just top notch. This one re- this one really sets the tone. Um, I mean, gets. You know, it's already establishing doors as being an important, like, recurring thing. And, uh, you know, if, if you went into this movie not, not knowing anything about it, it would very much be the kind of thing where you're like, I'm not entirely sure what's happening, but it's cool. You know, it's, it's got really groovy music going on that really... Randy Newman. Uh, yeah, Randy Newman music that really kind of sets the tone and, uh, it's, it's upbeat and, and, uh, it's just fun, kind of, kind of, kind of retro, you yeah, know, yeah. like a lot of their stuff, and uh, yeah, it just it, it sets a good mood right up front, this, and the, then you can go right into the movie without having, you know, there's there's no opening teaser, it just goes right into it. That song is a orchestral arrangement of a song called "If I Didn't Have You." All of the songs in this movie were written by Randy Newman, and he won the best original song for that one. Mm-hmm. See, this, this looks like Andy from Toy Story to me. Mm-hmm. See, I think it looks like Sid, but... I think they all look the same in Toy Story, because <laughs> yeah, they're probably. like, we can only afford one human. Um, <laughs> Do you ever see the mom's face in Toy Story? No. It's yeah. just no, like just Muppet Babies. They, you yeah. they but they but she has afford, hot legs. <laughs> they could afford one child model and legs. Um, now, uh, now, of course, it does actually have... Um, this child has better hair than they did in Toy Story. Uh, because in Toy Story it was kind of like a helmet, and this was uh, the movie, particularly with with the leading character of Sully, uh, where they developed really heavy um, hair simulations and, right. and really high for, quality for the birds. For the birds, I thought it was that bird it, it, one, it, it, but I couldn't the, be you know, sure. Oh, the, the birds on the wire, right? with all the pigeons yeah. on the wire, and then there's that big wacky one that's just uh-huh. sort of hanging out. And yeah, he's ostracized for being ostrich-like. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think that's a bit much. Shut, I, I don't shut know. Shut up! About that it. was amazing. All right. I thought he was more stork-like, this movie, but that's fine. People ask, "Why is this your favorite?" And I feel like, and this isn't necessarily. I love true the expression anymore. on its face. For a long time, monster. it was the case that Pixar's go-to model was the hidden world of uh-huh. toys, bugs, cars. In this case, it, it can, and obviously that would always take them farther than that. It's not like Pixar would stop there, right? But this movie seems to have the strongest idea. It seems like it takes the idea of the hidden world of monsters, well, monsters, sure. And it and it's not just something that we see in a different angle. It's an entire new world. It's a it's an entire universe populated by new ideas. Right. And they're all just these. It's you can just tell this is a movie that was overflowing with, with script meetings. Or it's like yeah, we can do this, and we can do this, and we can do this. And usually movies like that turn out to be a giant. My kitty is walking on my piano. <laughs> turn out to be like a giant mess. And this movie is not a giant mess. It celebrates every little detail they came up with. And it's just the entire time, like when they're walking to work, it says walk. Or it's a stock or don't stock, little details yeah. like that. Even though they kind of hung a lantern on that one, now, all over this movie. Here we're going to establish that uh, in the monster world, uh, humans are poison. Humans are poison. It's basically it's basically like working with 
Well, what they're doing is is working with radiation. It's working with like nuclear material. Like they've got to do it, but uh, you know, it's, it's hazardous. It's hazardous. It's more it's more hazardous to them than to the kids. And the question the question for me, I don't uh, remember actually, is uh, is there a level like like water noose here? The the spider guy, who by the way is a hell of a character. Like just the way he's kind of modeled and textured, and the way they managed to get this really face. complicated face. Yeah, to to show recognizable emotion on his five eyes um, and, like, 12 fingers and stuff. But um, is, is there an implication that's, that some of them at the higher levels, like him, uh, no. know that it's not dangerous? Yeah, because at the end of the movie, he's holding – he's holding. Oh, food. that's right. That's right. So they must. Maybe they even propagated it. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of funny ideas. Well, sure. It's probably the kind of thing where th- that is the kind of thing you'd propagate. I mean, we see the ad later for Monsters Inc. It's the kind of thing where where you'd be like, "Oh no, you you shouldn't do it. Let us handle yeah, it. We'll be the and heroes. You, yeah, you pay us to do the dirty work. Yeah, so that makes which sense. also you're bringing up kind of points out what may be an implied rivalry with another company. Right, right. Because they talk about um, in the in the commercial that's coming up in a couple minutes here on the television. Uh, they talk about you know we we have this patented method for for matching up the perfect monster to produce superior scream. I'm like superior to what? Is there an inferior scream producer out there, or are they trying to imply that at least? And uh, we never we never see anything like right. that. But well, th- and that the- would almost be like that that would ha- have to take it in a different direction as a movie to to address that. I think so. It's probably wise that they didn't. But I always got the impression that it was a. It's a, it's a power company, so power companies and the phone companies are government-sanctioned monopolies because you mm-hmm. just can't have all those. I like this shot, by the way, companies. where he's he's brushing his teeth and Mike is standing on it because you somehow you still feel weight from Mike. You know, you're just like, wow, Sully's strong, as opposed to like, oh, this is animation and none right. of them weigh anything. Here's the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> For a long time, and not so much now, although you know, to some extent, I'm sure, Pixar movies were almost. In, in in some ways, just giant effects tests testing new w- mm-hmm. what they can and can't do with CG. Obviously, Toy Story was an achievement unto itself, feature made entirely in the computer. But then you've got Bugs Life, which was a study in instancing and massive clones and stuff like that. Uh, Toy Story Two, whatever. <laughs> and uh, Monsters Inc. is obviously just a lot of fur and hair and everywhere. Right. Um, and then Finding Nemo was fluids and et cetera, et cetera. Incredibles was people. Mm-hmm. I love the VR. They're like, no, no, we're we're, we're upgrading our technology constantly. Oh, I love this movie. Of course, this this little gag where his face is covered, like that, got a really big laugh in the theater because it was just like, oh. I love how Sully's all like, oh, man. I'm sorry. And he's so excited. And then he gets a phone call, and he's like, wasn't I beautiful? And it's his mom. Yeah. It's, his, I love, it's he, Sully's mom. He's got a better relationship with Sully's mom. Like, she wants to talk to him. I don't know. <laughs> I've got a pretty good relationship with Sully's mom. In bed. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> what is that? I, we had a bunch of fortune cookies the other night. so I, I, just, I never noticed that before. What's that palace-looking thing in the background? Isn't that Monsters, Inc.? Look, no, I like this little attention it? to detail. Sully does a little click of the uh, the smaller door to mm-hmm. line him back up before he closes it, as does opposed really? to just closing it. Yeah, he reaches down to Mike's door and like twists the, the knob to, to click it in. to click it together and then closes the whole door. I love it. Now, I mean, obviously, in the last 15 years, people have come, become more wise with their use of CG, but Pixar has never, ever, ever done it wrong. There's never been a shot in a Pixar movie where you're like, hey, look, a CG camera, we can do anything. 
Pixar movies have a lot of lock-offs. Mm-hmm. Or, well, or dollies, a- jibs. I, I, you may have to eat that, those words a little bit later because, uh, when we get to the sequence in the door room. I think they, well, yeah, they start to be some crazy stuff. That's one of those stuff. things where even if you made a live-action movie, it, w- it would be a movie that you'd want to direct with a, with a heavy CG element right, anyway. Right, right. That would be a green screen sequence in a real movie. Yeah, yeah, that's hey, true. Well, Pixar is a great lesson in <clears throat> moving the camera only if you have a reason to. Mm-hmm. Nothing, is, nothing is done in any of these movies unless there is Yeah, look at all these shots reason. to just... Yeah, right, there's no reason right to move off. the camera, so they're not going to. They're not moving it just because they can. They move it when they have a reason. Yeah, just like with, with real movies. Yeah. And a lot of them are, you know, pans and stuff like that. This must have been a blast to animate because it's like, here, animator, have your nine-armed guy with... Mm-hmm. And he has to look like he's an Italian dude, too. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I think part of it... I think I, I heard about this. Like, they basically work with... Uh, in, in the computer, they're like, here are... Here we, they've built rigs that simulate real camera rigs. They're like, see this? This is a tripod. You can't do anything with it other than what a tripod can do. Here's a jib. You get to play with play with this if you want a jib in your shop. But you don't get to just you can't go, animate the camera. You can't animate the camera. You have to animate the rig that it's on. Basically, interesting. And that's how they, I've never known they that before. That. That's cool. Um, I like how the uh, monster map is still the map. Mm-hmm. I, I, what a I, handsome like! I wonder if they bring in architects to design like Harry Housens in this place because this is like a handsome little lobby. Yeah, it's nice. And you it's like nice. when you see the the desk that Celia's sitting at in a second, you're like, wow, that's that looks damn fancy. Yeah, it's like I'd I'd work there. That looks cool. Although it's it's a, a wide open space, it kind of uh, it kind of looks like what I understand Pixar looks like. I mean, they're it's very huh. open and uh, you know everyone's kind of walking around and and milling with each other and and getting. You know, it, it, people don't just sit in their offices. There are lots of places where people can go and, and uh, meet each other and get to know each other. And, be, and form communities and, mm-hmm. I and love exchange that, ideas. I love that her, the snakes like him, too. I don't know why. I just like I, that little detail. Well, They're so think, excited when the, they hear his the, voice. I think the snakes match up with her because when she gets pissed later, they start rattling. Uh-huh. But they, but they are clearly... Autonomous to some extent. Yeah, I mean, because because she talks about possibly cutting her hair later, and the snakes are like, "Uh, so what?" Yeah, so obviously they they are thinking on their own to some extent. Pixar movies look like animated concept paintings. Mm -hmm. They have that same just brilliant, colorful, you know, romantically lit. You put your contacts in a case, you would have an infection. (laughs) They like infections, I'm sure. They like you know he's got they have odorant as as we see in a later scene and supposed no, deodorant so I'm sure yeah. some some horrible thing happening like getting a massive eye infection would be like awesome you know Steve Buscemi doesn't have a purpose or anything like that he did but then he did this movie and then he fulfilled his purpose and now he's just kind of floating waiting to die <laughs> in other well, words this is the <laughs> only thing Steve Buscemi's ever done ever this is this I'm, is the reason Steve Buscemi was put on this planet. To, is, what to, is what you're to saying to play Randall to play Randall who who is another complicated uh, animation it's like he had to do that little kind of uh, half kung fu half karate kid Pop move walking yeah with like eight limbs <laughs> he he had to do it like in three different ways but um, yeah I would uh, I mean I like Steve Buscemi and other stuff but he he definitely uh, is well cast here. Now, why would I mean this is a funny joke and all, but it's like 
Monsters Inc. has got to just be fucking with this guy. Like, why would you? <laughs> why would you hire him as the janitor? Like, that's cruelty, is what it is. Or, or it's it's a make work job. Is exactly. What it is. Well, if it's a if it's a corrupt government subsidized monopoly, then they have to make work for everybody. That's true. Brian. Yeah. Pixar. So? But Pixar, but Pixar, Pixar thinks about these some, things. Pixar has some. some They've created deep a issues. whole universe. Yeah. I mean, we saw we saw earlier that uh, you know uh, Mike's car is powered by Scream. So they're closer to having electric cars on all of their streets than we are. So what you're saying is that we should just get little kids to scream into our cars so they'll go? Uh, until they go, exactly. Maybe, maybe, Let's maybe. get the little kids to scream into our cars until they go. That, w- that will surely work eventually. Maybe that's, maybe that's why rape fans get such great miles to the gallon. Why what? Nothing. I missed we'll, that one. Let's move on from that quick, all right. as quickly as we can. I love everything about this movie. I love it. Everything about this movie, like that, it is very cl- where they're like, "All right, well, I got a card, I got a little dossier here, and here comes the door. Just swipe it." I wonder who does that work of matching uh, kids to monsters, like how they pick the kids. Yeah, affirmative action again. <laughs> Monster Inc. is very progressive, kind of. Well, they talk. Okay, so earlier in the commercial, they say the doors are the kids are matched to the monsters for maximum screen power, but yeah. that's probably bullshit. <laughs> given what we eventually end up learning about the um I suppose that's true uh, the company. So do you think it's just randomly assigned? Mm. Or that there's some kind of system? No. By the way, this oh. is uh this is parodying uh the Armageddon right, and the right stuff. The right but stuff, yeah. but Armageddon specifically because uh Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi was in, was in Armageddon place. and he was in, he's in the same position uh, in the group. Oh is Kit, he? Randall is in the same position in the group as Steve Buscemi was in Armageddon. Nice. This is a nice little sequence here. Where I just love all the characters. I mean, they, they must have just given everyone a pen and said, design a character. Yeah, do something. A lot of them have big spindly arms and stuff. It's also an amazing exercise in creating what will eventually be toys. Uh-huh. Although you never get that sense. I mean, you get it. There are some movies where you watch it and it's like, oh, well, they designed that for the toy. Or Frankly, uh, I feel like Up kind of crossed that boundary, uh-huh. too. In the, case of, in the case of Disney, a lot of times I feel like, oh, well, there's the ride. In fact, in this one, uh, in this one I did feel that. Where the door, the sequ- door sequence, I'm like, oh, that's totally a ride waiting to happen. I remember thinking that, but no, they, haven't, they haven't done no, it. They haven't done it. Yeah. But... Um, uh, I like how he's like a, a TV person too, who who counts down and but then he doesn't say one, as as was famously made known to the world in Wayne's World. I also like the fact that he has seven fingers. Uh huh. We are on in seven. Yeah. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Everything about this movie is a brilliant idea. Yeah, and it's all it's a brilliant all... idea properly executed. Yes. Yes. Like it's a, and you know this movie was um. It was the first year, 2001, of the uh, best animated feature category at the Oscars, and this was up against Shrek and Lost. They basically they basically invented uh, they invented, invented this, Pixar, this award and then to steal it, to it from them, right? Yes, <laughs> and it's exactly. funny because to yeah, rob them of Pixar, the award as uh, as of now has come up with six films since they introduced that category. Every film that they've ever done after that point has been nominated for an Oscar. Four of one. That's that's not a bad record. Four out of six. Yeah, but, but they made this they made this category for. It's, yeah, basically, it's, it's not like DreamWorks is going to get nominated again. 
Well, they, focus they, group comedies. I, Ice Age yeah. Six is probably going to go over real well with the old ladies at the uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Six. Ice Age Seven. What are oh, they? Oh, Ice Age Six. I thought you said I say six is going to. I'm like, what is six? And why do you say that? Okay, I say sure. I could have died. Keep it together, man. I love his performance off to the side. It's that's that's one of the great things about Pixar. It's like you can kind of watch anyone and they're doing something interesting. But this is good. You know, it's one of those things where they uh Pixar knows to answer the question before right. you bother to ask it. It's like, "Well, what happens when a kid gets too old to get scared of monsters?" Boom. Yeah, Here it's it they they have these good ideas, but then they they take the time and the effort to think about what what the implications are. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, hey, we have this great idea. Anima- a lot of but- anim- animated features don't live with their rules. Right. Right. And a lot of movies, period, don't. And of, and, of course, they, they also take advantage of it. You know, the the uh, destruction of the door is, is important later on for their relationship with Boo and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So uh, it's, it's not only kind of answering a question, but it's also they bring it back and make it important. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Randall's uh, assistant, who's not on screen right now, but uh, he's uh, Frank Oz. He's also doing the He's voice. also visibly Frank. There he is. He's audibly and visibly Frank Oz. Yeah. If you know anything, <laughs> you know anything <laughs> about Frank Oz, you're like, oh, that's Frank Oz. Frank Oz has three eyes. Oh yeah. You you don't want to know where the third one is. <laughs> Gross. You ever see Yoda? No, I'm not really into hip hop. <laughs> I like the way this guy performs the character because he sounds it's ba- it's he almost sounds bad. Like the lead stormtrooper in troops. He sounds like he doesn't know where he is almost. The guy who did the voice like keep the doors coming. That was, you know? was like a really dirty dolly shot. Yeah. Like it was almost it was like, like a, a wheelchair dolly. Or a, a, I think it's supposed to be like handheld like it was running yeah. after him basically. But yeah, it, it it still felt a little digital, so it was a little smoother. But yeah, I I always thought that was a cool shot. Uh, and a, a second uh, establishment of the CDA, Child Detection Agency. So yeah, apparently there are foreshadowing. There are a lot of people who. Uh, what What do you mean? The bit where she closes where the she window. Closes it. Yeah, yeah. Why 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 show her during this sequence? There's a uh-huh. whole bunch of other things to show in this sequence. Right. It's because she's number one. Right. Did I just blow your mind? Spoiler. Sorry. Yeah, uh, no, no. <laughs> Brian's like, yeah, I don't care. No, well, I did I mention the fact that I don't actually remember how this movie ends? And yeah, I was saying in Careful the beginning, no. Rosebud, Rosebud, Rosebud. But now I like how ridiculous that that vacuum Giant is, vacuum. <laughs> and why give it to the small guy? There are so many tall guys uh, on this team. Action. Right, it's everywhere in this universe. So what I, is that they rip off him? It's abandoned. Where did that come from? That was where the sock was. Uh, okay, but at what point did they put the bandaid on? Yeah, to then rip it they off? shaved him. They probably didn't like. They probably like burnt off where the sock was. Put a bandaid on it, then pulled it off. They pulled it off like right after they put it on, well, just to make him scream. He's already humiliated, yeah. naked, and and in pain and worried. And, and, and the, the CDA, the CDA obviously does enjoy, uh, do, does enjoy kind of fucking with people because there's another one where it's a, a guy government does agency. There's well, there's another one where. Uh, 
I think that with that character George again, but they're they're just trying to distract the CDA. So they're like twenty three nineteen, and they all dogpile on this guy. And the last one who jumps on him does a wrestling move, like leaps in the air and, <laughs> and just like goes down elbow first. Yeah, which I always thought was great. It goes by so fast that I, that I'm not sure. You know, it's one of those things that were like, this is funny to us, and maybe people will notice, but we really don't care. But I notice, and it's hilarious. The composition, the color, the lighting—it's just all so pretty. You could pause. This is any, a very could, well shot. You could, you could yeah, I know. Uh, movie. You could so pause any frame of this movie, and it would just be a nice picture of whatever that is. Yeah. Look at that. That's right there. I mean, again, it's just everything they do looks like a when you get when you get a concept artist to work on a movie, it's always way more fantastical than the movie ends up being. It's right. never like you can end up with these volumetric beams hitting everything the way you want. You get that yellow golden rim light. You never get that in real movies because it's. Not necessary. You're you're trying to convince someone to buy your movie, not showing them how you're going to make it. This right. looks exactly like that kind of artwork, where it's like, well, if there was a light right here, it would be kind of romantically wrapping around him like this, and uh-huh. that everything about that, that sort of, obviously, it is an entirely created shot, so you can do that. But I'm glad that they do because a lot of CG movies kind of just don't care. You know, they they, they, mm-hmm. they they light it and they're like, I lit it, let's go. Yeah. So we t- we were talking about some of the other characters um, and how they would have been. Oh, he kept his eyes in. I'm I'm a little confused how the mechanism works for that guy's eyes, by the way, because he walked in without them and then slapped them on, and now he's still got them on. So, what's up with that? Um, I, I, it'll keep me up. Okay, at night, so you guys. maybe they, maybe they did market study. Yeah, maybe they did market study, and kids aren't afraid of monsters with no eyes, so they yeah. gave him little prosthetics. <laughs> I love how she just she's like practically not even looking at him. She's just kind of doing her I'm thing. I'm here to bust your chops. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like you know an actor who's phoning it in, <laughs> but but an, animated and and performed you know intentionally that way. You know, the more I watch this and think about it, the more I think this movie is a it's a B movie. Well, uh, of a course B. it is. I mean, did did we did we miss the reference to Harryhausen's, which is okay? But no, that's well, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like it's shot and it seems like it's constructed. It seems like the filmmakers wanted to make a movie where their friends would realize they were making a movie like all these films we always watch on Friday nights. Uh huh. Where Roz comes in and she's just sort of like, oh, I don't know, line delivery. Uh huh. And, and like the, the wheelchair dolly shot, like we were talking about, a lot of it seems to imply it's like Pete Doctor made this for his animation geek friends. Mm-hmm. He just made it so well that everyone likes it too. Mm-hmm. That's possible. Oh, that's I mean, I mean, maybe. Maybe I, it, maybe it's of the same syndrome of like as we've been talking about Jaws and Terminator, where Jaws and Terminator are both B movies. They were just made so well that they become the classics that they are. And I mean, I, well, you've got to have, uh, especially with with something like animation, and what you get from Pixar, I think, and and part of their success is very much it's like, all right, what movie would we love to see? Let's make that one, as right. opposed to as opposed to worrying overly about oh, what's going to sell to the thirteen to eighteen crowd, and what's going right. to blah, blah blah blah. They're like, okay, what what movie do we want to go see? What movie do we want to spend three years working on? Let's make that movie. And I mean, they you know, uh, not on this one, but on Cars, they famously just uh, uh, Lassiter. He's got really high standards, and they were like halfway through production it was coming out like six months later and he's like you know what i'm not liking this it's not working for me we're going to stop and we're going to start over and like they had to they had to move the the release date by like a year and a half or something really stuff like that because because yeah lassiter was just like this, this no. isn't a picture movie guys. yeah this isn't this isn't good enough 
Like he mm. he'd gone with it for a while God and bless thought you. it might get better. Oh, God, I it's love like you, this isn't good enough. Let's I love fix you it. so much. And of course, here we get Boo. Do we ever get her real name? She's just Boo, right? I think she's just Boo. Yeah. Although I think her name appears on the art that she draws in her in her room. Ah. But Boo is probably my favorite Pixar character. Me too. Totally me too. Everything about her makes me melt and feel stupid and kind of <laughs> creepy. Although, although uh, I did, uh, I am a fan of Wally for a lot of the same reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a it's fan just such of an Boo. adorable character. Yeah, yeah. Pixar has, they basically have an adorable sauce that they just pour on some characters. <laughs> Why are the toilets human shaped? Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's a, they could have gone with kind of a nice sort of background sight gag, not like a, hey, our toilets are monster shaped, DreamWorks sight gag. Right, like, right. Hey, in, the, in, in this world, you just kind of, you just kind of dolly past the toilets and it's like, hey, look in the background, that one is clearly not a human shaped toilet. Right. And I, wa- I wonder why they're that This shaped. stall is really big and that one's all tiny and yeah. I feel like that's a weirdly missed thing on uh-huh. their part. They Maybe they just didn't want to make a toilet A lot of things that I would have joke. never come up with, unless we sat in a room for six months and figured out ideas for this movie, are in this movie everywhere. And then something like that seems like a, you guys didn't think to make the toilets not humans? Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a conscious sh- decision on their part, not to make a toilet joke? Right. Toilet gag? I don't They're know. like, moving on. Yeah. Like, do we really, really want to make it a toilet gag? Now, now nah. what I love about her is, is you know, uh, looking around like that, she's so perfectly animated. Um, but... Uh, that was a weird thing to say. Well, no, she is. Like, her, her head wobbles, and she's, she's just standing so there weird. She's perfectly in. She is. Uh, for a little kid, like, it's amazing. But um, Mary Gibbs was the girl. Yes, and and she was too young to have the patience to sit around and do lines or whatever, so they just got a microphone and had her crawl around the studio, and they plied her with toys and stuff, and just... Just, like, poked her until she made the right sound. Yeah, just recorded the noises she made. So a lot of the stuff she's doing where she's just kind of ranting and saying strange things and gesturing wildly and stuff like that, it's like, that's just a real kid just rambling. Just talking. And, and yeah, trying to communicate, but but failing because she's too young. She was three and a half when they did this, and uh, her IMDb doesn't show any credits since then. She'd be 12 now. Wow. Harryhausen's. Again, I get it. That looks like a fancy ass restaurant, especially from the outside. The outside looks kind of like P.F. Chang's. Really, yeah, yeah. The outside's kind of a really pretty facade with the two chopsticks and the eyeball. Mm -hmm. I wonder if the eyeball is just a running theme in all monster universe design work, like the call-out bubble is in our universe, where everyone has a call-out bubble on their logo. Because there's a lot of eyeballs in the Monsters Inc. logos. Monsters Inc. logo has an an eyeball in it. Uh What do you What do you mean by call-out bubble? Like when you watch when you read a comic book and you have that sort of rounded off square with a triangle coming out of the bottom of it, oh, it's become basically an everyone uses this or everything type uh, element for designing that says user generated content. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you start looking for it, you'll start to realize that every everything has a call out bubble on its logo. Mm-hmm. Mebo, Skype, all of them. Those are just generally referred to as dialogue bubbles, but that's cool. You mean give it a break? Okay. Hey, look, watch his ink. We I, love talk, te- we I love the texture of his skin. Mm-hmm. We, I, I, yeah, there we go. I, I love that they use the the rattles as like earrings for her too. That like just the the whole design of of every character is is really fantastic. And and going back to what I was uh, saying a while ago with Mike, uh, he's another impressive one where it's like, how do you make a character expressive when all he is is an eye <laughs> with with limbs coming out of it basically so they did they do a lot with his uh his eyebrow his giant eye flap yeah 
That's more like his eyelid. He doesn't really have. It really eye. is an eyelid. Yeah. For so many of these characters, I feel like the designs are great, but I, I can I can feel the 2001 on some of the the texturing of it. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels uh, <clears throat> a little too wet, a little too clean. Not as yeah, not as nuanced as as their later stuff definitely has felt, and not only their stuff, but just Everybody. every everyone uh, the technology. They has were too advanced. busy waiting for the simulation for Sully's hair to process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look at that. That's a cool looking restaurant. That is a nice restaurant. I'd eat there. Yeah. That's my contribution. <laughs> oh, I'm hungry. I want to see that guy just get hit by the CDA truck. Yeah, pow, <laughs> pow. Juices fly everywhere. Oh, look, that one's flying. Do we see any uh, other flying ones? I love how they're trying to grab him. Like, come here, come here. Hey, come here. <laughs> I gotta get you. This is a great sound effect, too. That's in the background of us, by the way. That's yeah, part thank of the sound you for. Uh, LAPD bringing a little bit of nuance to our down in <laughs> Exactly, to our channel. I love how his eyebrows are just toast on eyeballs. Mm-hmm. No. And I love how they're, they're interviewing, like redneck, the animation is not great, monsters. but they're interviewing the redneck monsters who are completely making shit up. When I first <laughs> saw this, I thought he was saying, and shook me like a dog. And I thought that was really funny, but my brain had a problem with the fact that he wouldn't know what a dog was. Uh, I, I think shook me like a dog is funnier than dog because it's so. It, you do shake a doll, you don't shake a dog. Well, a dog it, it, does. A dog will get something in its mouth and oh, shake it around. I guess that around. makes sense, too. But I always thought, I always pictured it like someone picking up a dog and just shaking something. Shaking <laughs> the dog. And I was like, what an abstract and funny thing to say. <laughs> shook me like a dog. <laughs> he shook me like I were a dog. Now, yeah. I'm pretty sure he this little alcove thing is the same design as the little alcove in the apartment in Ratatouille. It's possible. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I've only seen Ratatouille once. That's one of my less favorite uh, of the Pixar movies. I love how she sneezes in his eye and just, then just wanders off, happy as anything, like nothing <laughs> happened. That is so rude. He's a happy bird. Oh, she's so happy. Oh, she's oh, so Oh, why sick. would you do that? Oh. Oh, push. <laughs> push in. Here it comes. Man, I wonder how long they had to work to get the squinchy face about to cry thing mm-hmm. down. Because that's, that's something that... It's a it's very specific be, it's, it's, it's expression. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's it's a nuance on every little piece of your face. Yeah. The way you're looking, the way your eyebrows kind of start to sag, the way your eyelids sag, the tears, everything about it just boo breaks my fucking heart, period. That's uh-huh. what she does. Yeah. There's a moment later in the film that I can't even watch. I can't stand to watch. Uh-huh. But we'll get to that when we come to it. I want that doll, that monster doll. I, yeah, that, that would be cool. You know, things like that are good little movie tie-ins where it's like, you can have Sully's, like, yeah. mutant bear. <laughs> I love his performance there. He's just so insane. <laughs> <laughs> just screaming with his hand in the air. Oh, ow, right on the eyeball. Yeah. That flattened his eyeball out just then. That probably destroyed his eyeball. Yeah, that flattened all of him out. There's a lot of squash and stretch going on here. A little foreshadowing going on mm-hmm. there. Everything is set up properly. It's really, yeah. really well done. Yeah, just kind of thrown in there. Yeah. You know, you don't even really think about it when it happens. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so adorable. I don't even know what to say. I'm just, I just Those keep, are really nice candles, I just keep watching this and thinking, I love Boo. Um. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Yay. <laughs> Where did she get the cr- I love. I love how they're like, all right, here's what we'll do. We'll give her crayons and paper and Fruit Loops. I'm pretty sure this will work. 
Allah, like, Allah, Allah, Allah. Yeah, like that bit was clearly just a noise she was making. They're like, you know, it'd be hilarious. If she was just spinning around. <laughs> she was just spinning around. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is a killing machine. I love, oh God, I quote this line all the time. Using mainly spoons. <laughs> oh. He's has trying. It, has anyone ever filled a trash can with bad ideas? Has anyone but Brian ever filled a trash can? Hey. With bad ideas? <laughs> I'd like to You someday. looked at me funny to give me an idea for something funny I could do on this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I love her falling asleep looks. Like, they, they just really get her expressions, like, really nailed down. Even when she's not making crazy noises. Like, it just cuts to her, like, right here. You want to go to sleep? And just... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little E.T. reference mm-hmm. nice. My favorite bit Speaking of how she's animated to look sleepy Is here in a second on the bed Where she's like, I'm awake, get him asleep Yeah, exactly <laughs> She just, like, her head falls down She's laughing away <laughs> And then <laughs> just plops down, yeah I'll sleep here I'm fine No, don't worry, I'm, I'm totally fine you, you're, Thank you, I appreciate it But I'll just sleep here It's no big deal Little kids are douchebags <laughs> that kid does not understand spatial relations. I think it's interesting. So, so this this Who's does name is Mary. They named her Mary after Mary Gibbs. I recall that now. Ah, they they very clearly actually. It, it, there seems to be some some validity to the idea of matching kids with their um, to use the word ironically ideal monster because she is clearly frightened of Randall in a way that she's not frightened of any of the others. Oh, okay, you know, it's that sort makes of sense. weird because is it just me? I mean, it really could just be me and I'm going out on a limb here, but maybe I'm not and we're just not talking about it. But it seems like this whole something about the way she just showed the picture of him, the way she was scared of him. It seems to be like an allegory for rape. Hmm. Do you see that at all? I mean, just the the the, the way that I, the kids are interpreting what's happening. I can see that a little bit. Yeah, Someone, they're, so they're being they're 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 basically being chosen. Oh, here we go. Chosen Last away and then pow. <laughs> <laughs> they're be, basically being chosen to be used and abused, mm-hmm. and then that's it. And they go away, and they just live in fear until it happens again. It is a little bit. I mean, it's it's true. I mean, the the whole thing with, I think the whole thing about the idea of monsters uh, in the closet is in a sense like a psychological metaphor for the idea of having your space violated having your you right. know your okay. safety violated so there's a lot of it's part and parcel of the whole rape thing yeah what a fun literary and, hmm. and storytelling device to have in an animated feature about monsters well there's but, a lot of deep themes that run through all of Pixar stuff right? yeah I mean I mean I think we've talked about this before but uh, in the Incredibles like the the inciting incident is an attempted suicide. Right. A guy is trying to kill himself, and they say that outright. Yeah, and Incredibles <laughs> is really all about you know personal liberty versus collective responsibility when you right. really look at it. And we I mean, don't really stuff. look at it; we just watch it and giggle. I, I had to write a paper for my ethics class in on the Incredibles. Oh, I love this. The Incredibles. Just the way she's <laughs> the way the head snaps around. Like, <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> like, is that the same class that. you had to write an article about the Animaniacs Nations of the World song? What? No, I never no, I never did that. 
<laughs> you're just making things up. This yeah. is this is a great. Don't, don't, didn't you have to write a paper about the, uh, the the fierce political incorrectness in that song? And it's it, no, no. Like, it's just something I I point out every now and then. Oh. When, <laughs> I, I, when I'm real, I didn't I didn't have to write. High, yeah. I didn't have to write a paper. No, there's politi- I just did it. There's political <laughs> activism in the countries of the world song. There are, there are a lot of countries on there that are not. Canada, Mexico. This is a little weird the way they were animated just then. It was very kind of. Uh, I like how the monsters don't get it frame to frame. They don't say that is clearly plastic, sir. Uh huh. <laughs> well, they're they, you know, they they live with so many weird creatures around them. They're just like, oh, haven't seen one of you before. From time like to that. time, I'm I noticing want- that Sully uh, inherits light on his front, his face, and his chest seem to grab light that isn't always explained in the scene. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably because the hair doesn't render right if you don't do that. Like right now, you're looking into well, it. Well, he's so got a nice you. rim light. But if you if you there. watch, just keep an eye on Sully right there. Like there's really. Maybe, no. not, maybe not in this one, but yeah. you'll see some where his face looks well, a little just bit... Just keep trying, though. Sooner or later. <laughs> no, I, I keep noticing it. It's, Sooner or later, you'll get a confirmation bias. It's not corroborating me right now. Exactly. <laughs> How come the old lady in the mist gets hit up, but I don't? The oh, here it is. Here it is. whoop Fuck you. I wonder how genetics and procreation works in this universe. That's what I was... Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too, when there there's a whole subplot about him dating Celia. I'm like... I wonder how that works exactly. That sounds kind of what, slimy. What will their child look like? What will their child look like and how do they that intend to make it? sounds more fun than humans. Because <laughs> humans have a baby that looks like a human. Like if, That's if, true. If, this if, time if, they're if, like, if, it's going to be a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, even it's know either. what... Well, it's, it's kind of always a surprise. Like Each time you get in a new relationship, it's like, I don't know what to put in where. <laughs> We're going to discover this one together. It's an adventure. <laughs> I'm sure they have this conversation <laughs> during the making of... Maybe that's why they have human-shaped toilets. Because they, they realize that if we start asking questions about the shapes of their asses, things yeah. are more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Although, although it's not necessarily the shape of their asses that is you don't the know. important part. You don't know. You're right. Well, you know the what? These we are don't monsters. Know. They might poop their children. <laughs> that's for all we know. <laughs> and then what would you do if the toilet was shaped straight? I love the fact that he doesn't understand exactly how it works. He just assumes she had gotten flushed down somehow. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's funny because um, I, was, I was thinking before he tries to flush all that stuff down the toilet and I'm like that's maybe, clearly not maybe, maybe going to fit maybe just doesn't know toilets he just doesn't understand how toilets work so that was actually <laughs> there, foreshadowing like, for that moment that's kind of funny the setup in this scene seems to have some of that unexplained lighting on his face not that shot you'll see sometimes where his <laughs> face looks like it's just basically glowing just, just watch for it guys because it's either there or it's not but he's going to keep pointing it out otherwise <laughs> If I say I see it, can we move on to a different topic? Exactly. I'm done bringing it up. It's just I keep noticing that. I wonder why that's the case. It must be because his his some, something about the way his hair on his face registers only looks right if there's light pointing at it. Possibly. Uh, despite the fact that in some scenes you wouldn't have light pointing at his face. Well, but you do that in real filmmaking too. You use unmotivated. What do you mean real filmmaking? Like I'm live action. Sorry, you're right. Uh, in live action filmmaking, there'll, there'll be plenty of lighting that's totally unmotivated in the scene and stuff like that, just because it looks better. So that wouldn't surprise me very much at all if they use that here. I like her hair is just like a pride rock mat of hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's rough. I've what? have you ever slammed your hand in a car door? Yeah. No. Have you? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like. That's rough. Okay. That was... Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, I believe you. I had a... Um, Sounds rough. 
I had a conversation with uh, a guy about uh, about Speed Racer. Actually, uh, we were talking about the Matrix and how Speed Racer was supposed to fix it for the Wachowskis, <laughs> and then it fix bombed. It. And then it bombed, but he was like, they were trying really hard to make a good movie, it seemed like, because he was, like, at the effects company when they were working on it and stuff. It's like, they were trying really hard, but then it just, like, totally bombed, and the the budget was way more than it was supposed to be. He was like, he was like even though I didn't like the, the Matrix movies, the sequels, I was like, ooh, right? And he's, the, the example he gave, he's like, he's like, you see, you see, like... It was like see, seeing someone getting their hand slammed in a car door. He's like, you see, I don't care who it is. You see Hitler get his hand slammed in a car door. You're still going to go, ooh. <laughs> you know? so that's what happened there. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that guy's legs before where they're all chicken leggy. Dude, he's got feelings. No, he doesn't. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a bitch. <laughs> Randall he really rem- has no feelings. <laughs> Randall reminds me of Sebulba. Yeah, I can see that. I can't. Why? Sebulba walks on his hands, man. He's trippy. It's just it's something in the way his... I think you just can't... I think, I think you just profiled douchebag monsters together. All of them. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Randall be. and Sebulba, it's like all douchebag monsters are douchebags. Well? well uh, Why would his other foot be leaving a print? He, f- he fell in with both. But only one foot was wet. No, they both were. Only one foot had something stuck to it. But See, Pixar never thinks their things out. I tell you. That's so <laughs> disappointing. Wouldn't it be weird if, for some reason, these movies existed the same way they do now, but the entire world didn't care? Like, no one noticed. You know, it's the same company that keeps making these movies that are good. Like, if Pixar didn't have brand value... Mm-hmm. I'm glad we live in this world where Google and Pixar are going to run the entire government in ten years. That's fine yeah. with me. I don't give a shit. Apple, probably. Google, Apple, Pixar, yeah. It's funny, isn't Steve Jobs involved in all three of those? I don't think he's involved with Google, but no. definitely Apple and Pixar, yeah. I guarantee you he knows those guys, though. <laughs> hey, Steve! I like how she's sort of like, yeah, I, I think I could get into some of that yodeling music. You're like, all right. Uh, yeah, that sounds okay. <laughs> Starts like stomping, like, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know, whatever. It ain't, it ain't no T-Pain. I like how he thinks she's a dog. He's like, go get the pencil. <laughs> go get it! Someone just lost their pencil. Mm-hmm. Now there's an unexplained pencil in the human universe. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, what is this? So yeah, that's wonder- where all the pens on my high school floor came from. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that works. Are, are these like separate closed systems? You know, how does the second law of thermodynamics work in this scenario? Does entropy go back and forth between two? Ow. You can't see it because I you're listening. get another piece of cake. <laughs> you can't see it because you're listening, but Brian was talking about thermodynamics, and then I threw a spoon at him. <laughs> but that's an interesting question. It is an interesting I question, think. actually. Does yeah. entropy transfer back and forth? I don't know. I would imagine so. I would think like that if there, was, if, the, if there was yeah. a difference in air pressure between the two yeah, rooms, exactly. when you open the thing, you'd either get a blast of air in or out. Which you do. You do. When they show the uh, the opening to the Himalayas later, the oh, vanishing yeah, door. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. So the answer is yes. Wait, I'm not sure if it was a yes or no question, but <laughs> <laughs> the answer is that's how it works. Right. How do the thermodynamics work in Monsters, Inc.? Yes. 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 <laughs> Something that I learned in uh, the, I think it was the commentary, it was a feature for Attack of the Clones. It was on Kamino when you're watching one of the, you're in the hallway with Obi-Wan and whatever that, the, the chick Kaminoan's name is. Tanwi. Tanwi. I'm glad I remember that now because I couldn't remember that when we were shooting. You were, you were pretty, uh, you were hella blasted. Oh, yeah. 
But you watch the uh, you're watching a Camino and walk away from you in perfect. And Lama Sue, that was the guy's Lama- name. Anyway, I couldn't remember either of those. I'm really proud and sad that I remember. Them. <laughs> I'm proud. Go ahead. Is there a word for proud sad? Yeah. I'll just use proud sad. <laughs> in any case, they were talking about how to animate someone walking straight towards or away from you. You have to make basically make them walk twice as fast because to see someone walk straight at you when they're animated. It doesn't. It doesn't feel right because mm-hmm. the legs don't. They feel like they're just kind of floating, regardless right. of how much weight you build into them. So you just have to make them walk twice as fast. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. And like, um, if if you're doing like car shooting stuff, like car chases and stuff, I I found out. I I never had to actually do it yet, but I, I was reading up on it. And uh, like when you're shooting plates for it, when you're shooting out the back of of a car that's on a chase, you have to sh- shoot it going twice as fast or shoot it at twice the frame rate as when you're looking out the side because you can clearly see how fast it is when it's moving side to side but when it's receding away from you it doesn't look as fast don't you mean half the frame rate uh you have to shoot it yes, at 12 yes, so yes. you have to shoot 48. it yeah double so it plays back at double the speed you're right double frame rate or half that's frame interesting rate. i wouldn't okay. have thought of that <laughs> interesting <laughs> Just tell the DP to make it look right. Yeah, exactly. Make it look right. When I play it back, it's going to look fast. Do it like that. <laughs> the sequence is work. called fast. Yeah, exactly. What's Wait, that? what's what, happening here? What, what is underlighting him? Mike's got a yellow light bulb under his Probably eye. Probably a Kino flow, shorty. Exactly. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, though? No, it's bounced from the Oh, wall. it's radiosity. Never mind. This, I feel like this is needlessly violent. Ow! Mm-hmm. I love the way that his, his skin sort of tethers up against his... Yeah, yeah. Why are we talking about this? Why, why can't we examine the beautiful story of the movie and not... Because we forgot about- to turn the subtitles on, so we're not exactly sure what they're saying. Oh, we did. <laughs> but uh, We'll fix that now. It's, it's a bit significant. Uh, you know, it's, it's good to point out that we're halfway through the movie, and, and only now it. did we notice the fact that we're not entirely sure what was going on in that scene. <laughs> the other ones, we've been fine. I think it's interesting to animate these guys almost insect-like. Like, they're very snappy m- motions that they make. And you, you, you almost have to wonder, you're like, what the hell is inside of those yellow suits? I think it's interesting that when, after the restaurant incident, they say, okay, this is the first... R- this is the first instance of a child into our universe in history. Uh-huh. And yet, they have this massive emergency response, which is obviously very well trained, very le- right. at the very least. But we saw in the so, first scene that they have fake humans. They have fake humans. And they, they've, they've obviously... Um, I mean, they've... <laughs> I love his expressions here. They're so unnecessary and, like, over the top. Look at the adorable green one. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the blue one. They're adorable. Arr. Yeah. I like how even if it's not a human, if you make things with the right proportions, everyone goes, oh. Yeah, exactly. There's, <laughs> now there's, there's there's literally a like a mathematical cute that, that you can use for any kind of creature. <laughs> <laughs> this whole sequence is actually mirroring a, a film with a sequence that was along these lines, and his expressions are, I forget who it was, it was Barney Fife or someone, but there was a, a guy that had, he went through this series of expressions, and the animators just made Sully do those. Just copied them? Yes. The <laughs> It's... <laughs> oh, and then uh, oh. I like how he just turns off the machine here. Yeah, like oh, oh, I could just I, I probably could have saved her a horrible death. <laughs> look at the floor. I know yeah. what that floor would look like. Well, you're looking at it. Well, I know, but it's like I've seen that kind of floor before. Even uh-huh. though it's an entirely unique design in the movie, you know what that looks like? Mm-hmm. That sort of marble with the inlaid gold. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, we've got um, going back to the CDA and everything. Uh, number one, they they obviously deal with. 
uh, incursions oh, like poor guy. socks Again. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, that's true. And, but also, I mean, you know, we, we've never had a... F- well, not never, but there was a time when we had never had a full-on nuclear meltdown, and yet there were still people who understood what to do, at least theoretically, if such a thing were to take place. So I think they've probably, you know, the CDA, pro- like you said, being this government agency, they're probably kind of full of shit, but they train <laughs> themselves, to, and they look like they know right, what they're right. doing. So it's really not for them or for you, it's just to keep you calm. Exactly, exactly. The illusion of safety. The duck and cover I like how she can lose an yeah. eye, and it's still fine. Yeah, exactly. She's only got one eye now. Oh, God, she looks like a monster. Oh. Oh, oh, oh I think we're Actually, okay. that kind of makes more sense. It's hey, she's got Leia bugs. Where did that orange one come from? That's a new kid. I, I like... Uh, uh-oh. Don't do that. Did you see the teeth? Don't wave something like that. Just waves its hand in front of this toothy little monster. I'm like, no, don't do. I know not to do that, and I don't live there. (laughs) Fuck those kids. I I always love that shot just because because kids do that. They'll just collide with each other. (laughs) Speaking of thermodynamics, wait. Well, I guess no. Think the opposite reaction. That would be the first law of thermodynamics. Right? What? Who? Uh, no. no. I think that's the first law of inertia. A reaction has an equal and opposite reaction. Is that what you're going at? I thought in this in this case, thermodynamics and the laws of inertia were the same thing. They're not. They're not in this case, nor any particular <laughs> case that I can think of. Well, I don't know things. Okay. Well, awesome. <laughs> Welcome to Down in Front, where we talk for an hour and a half and don't know what we're saying. <laughs> oh. I like unimpressed Mike. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I'm about to... Oh, oh! We got a second act! That looked like... That looked almost like a cardboard box that just came down. And by the way, how did Randall not see the difference between the child and Mike, and Mike Wazowski? Wazowski? Um... Shadow? Yeah, exactly. It was dark. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna get more cake. Yeah. <laughs> Now that's scary. This is a scary moment where he's like, oh, and then goes invisible. I love the leaves of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is a good shot here, too. I like the sort of displacement that goes on right before he appears. Mm-hmm. It seems to be something that everyone does these days. Like all disappear effects have a displacement aspect of them. Oh, sure, sure. Because it's easy and looks cool. Fuck it. Well, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it... it it helps the effect in a, a sense where it's like otherwise you would just kind of have them pop up or a flash or of light or whatever. Up. Yeah. So it like it makes it feel like they're you know it's something about bending the light and and they're in transition. So I think it makes sense. I wonder where he got the the fake case. That looks like a bunch of scream canisters together. Like, where did that come from? He must have made it. I guess it, it, well, it's, he it's, does, it's, he it's did, a nifty little case. He did, yeah, he, you're right. He did make a giant scream extraction machine, so uh, I think that's probably. So frankly, so I'm probably yeah. overthinking this just a little bit. You see, he's got a machine shop out back. Yeah, exactly. The, um, How did he get it all the way down there? Like, <laughs> It seems like this is a hero's journey that starts in the middle of what should be the second act of the movie. Like, he's mm-hmm. just now getting the call, and he's going to refuse the call, and then the underworld will be 
Nepal or wherever the hell he ends up. And uh, we're almost an hour into the movie. Yeah. Oh, I love the lighting right there. Look at that. That's so cool. Yeah, this is nice. This is another shot that looks like the concept art. You can you can like feel it. That they're like, This is this is what we think it might look like. And it's like, no, that's what it looks like. Here, we're done. It's like, oh, okay. I got the kid. Are you I actually know a guy that says huzzah. Really? Yeah. Not ironically. Unironically? No. <coughs> wow. But how did this, like, how did this all occur without anyone noticing? Waterness is on it. Oh, that's right. That's why. I forgot about that. Spoiler. Oh. I have cake. I don't care. (laughs) Brian Brian has cake. Although I I noticed he got a different thing to eat it with. Yeah, because the spoon you threw at me fell on the floor. Oh, so let's get a fork for him to throw at you. That sounds like a good (laughs) idea. Thank you, Michael. It seems like that chair was custom made for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. For oh, custom, you see him I mean, sitting cu- in chairs, cu- and it's clear they're clearly designed for uh, Mike's bulbous but. round bottom. Standardization yeah. must be a bitch in this universe. <laughs> yeah, that's why they made the toilets that way. They're like, you know what? If you can't sit on that thing, poop in your hand and throw it in. <laughs> all right, we're done. <laughs> that's all there is to it. When I was a, like, it's one guy responsible for designing everything. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I'm just sick of this. All right. <laughs> I'm calling it a day. Now you go up and you just be happy that I got to contacts before I got to chairs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, I used to ha- I, I I had one of those annoying the guy in high school type type things where I had a, a petition to remove the standardization of butt divots and chairs because I felt like they were trying to make all of our butts the exact same. Ah, uh, didn't get anywhere. Okay, <laughs> I was like, how that work out for you? I love. Oh, this is kind of freaky, and I don't even get it. Like, yeah, this is scary. It seems like it's just going to suck out his lungs. Yeah, it, like you it's th- sucking. Look, you, you look. think you think the operative premise of what this is what this is doing is it's just torturing you and making you scream, right? But right. this doesn't seem like a torturey kind of thing. No, it's like it's like it, they well well they're they're treating the, you know they treat scream like a natural resource, so it's the kind of thing where it's like they're just like blood. You have a certain amount of scream in you that they can just extract, and they can either extract it by making you scream, or apparently this device can suck it clean out of you. At least that's the the idea. I don't even know if that would really? work. Really, they, they're not in, they're not entirely clear on how, on how much they actually know about how well Scream works or how it works exactly. And they clearly ha- either didn't figure out or didn't care that laughter works better. Um, so it's one of those things where you're almost like, would this have worked or is it just really fucked up? <laughs> like, is he just insane? You know, I'm just now thinking about this in the, in a critical sense for the first time, and it seems like, despite the fact that I love the ending, mm-hmm. the the nope, laughter's better is a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, it's a well, yeah, and laughter's better. No, Not no, really. It's I a, mean, it's foreshadowing. Well, no, it's foreshadowing. I mean, well, what, well, what, well, what happened was that the well, it's foreshad- It's used as foreshadowing, but the the notion when they were doing a script and saying, "How do we end this movie?" We've basically gotten to the very end, like basically the end of the third act, and everything is still shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, laughter's better than screams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let him. Um, yeah. That feels like that feels like it's it's not just thrown in. It feels like it's a thematic thing as well. Yeah. you know, um, two sets of uh, door bar things there. Yeah. Hey, that's clever. Good point. That this <laughs> guy, <laughs> he's just not. <laughs> he doesn't have it. He, he he doesn't have it exactly. <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna end up at the monster post office. He does not have the right stuff. 
to be a monster scarer. I love, how, I love how Waternoose is so bored. Like, I just picture that he never fucking does anything at his desk. Right. He's just like, I hate all you. Like, he has like, he has like a bottle of whiskey with a giant wide nozzle. <laughs> <laughs> and he just sits there and goes, I'm just going to go harass the new guy. <laughs> I'm just going to go fuck with the interns downstairs in the train scarer. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is a very, uh, complex little simulation like the the way the kid moves and stuff like that pretty impressive i gotta say for an animatronic wouldn't it be funny you only hear her voice though wouldn't it be funny if the uh kid body here is actually just a real kid that they chopped the legs off oh oh, pole up into (laughs) they have to change those out every now and then the horror oh this scene kills me it just completely kills me where he's screaming at her and she's just crying Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's rough because she's that's the scene I was talking about earlier for those that were keeping track. Right. I just can't watch this scene. And in fact, I wasn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's... But, a- I mean, the part that... Right now, it's... It, I mean, I, I mean... Watch but- this. It's actually when they, when they look at the monitors. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're coming in... Uh, you know, uh, coming back to what you're saying, it's like this is established as part of the theme. Like, like look what happens when she realizes that he's scary. And and think about how much better it was when she didn't realize how he was scary because he's not scary. So why should he have to, pretend you know, to pretend be. to be? It, you know, is that really better? Yeah. Here's oh, I'm the so bit. sad. Aww. Oh. Aww. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Aw. No, not that one. I'm really surprised that she can go from that, like the big scree- roaring teddy bear, to be like, Here, all right, the tarantula me. beast thing. Come, come, come protect me, vested crab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> help, help. <laughs> Rockefeller de crab. Yeah. Like, I'm still less scared of Sully than I am of this guy. Why do these things wear clothes? In fact, why does he. Is he the only one with clothes? Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he See, also wears clothes. clothes. Girls wear clothes because Roz has a, has a like a sweater vest. Mm. <laughs> well, this is how you know he's the boss, though, and that he's old timey because uh, he t- has a Tony's bow tie. the boss. Okay, well. <laughs> All right. Wait, so. wait, who? <laughs> oh dear. Oh boy. Oh, evil eyes. But yeah, because he's got the vest and the bow tie, so you're like, oh, he's old school. He's one of the, the old guard. and He used to scare yell. with an actual hoe. Exactly. <laughs> 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 you Can you scream into this Tupperware thing? Yeah, he, he exactly. He collected it with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> he would just beat the fuck out of kids. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd be like adrenochrome and fear and love thing. He just takes up the fear gland and drips it onto his tongue. Uh-huh. <laughs> This is a good uh, a good bit here. Gives him a good reason to have a little falling out where he's like, you never listen to me. You're not even listening to me now, which I, li- I like. I love this here in a second where he kind of comes onto his chin and... Uh, uh, oh. Say that again? <laughs> what? Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll just shut the fuck up now. 
<laughs> try, try and clarify exactly. Well, in a second, when he's, sli- when he's sliding down the hill, he slams onto his chin, oh, okay. and, the, and like the little spikes that he was using to kind of hold himself up, uh-huh. like, <laughs> and kind of like land in the ground next to him, mm. and it just sort of pulls back, and it's another one of those concept art moments. Where oh, just, right, right, right. Later on, when he's trying to get into town. John Ratzenberger. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. They had a little, uh, they appeared to have had a moment like that at Harryhausen's where someone walked in and everyone's like, hey, run! like said their name or whatever. Like that. Cheers reference. I don't remember what name they said because the uh, subtitles weren't on. I think they were speaking Munster Chinese, which is a different, it's very complicated Chinese. <laughs> It's very hard. It's very hard to draw. I like how the abominable snowman is. He was also banished. Like he didn't start there. He's just like, yeah, I got kicked out, and he kind of slowly went a little insane. And he's like, it's 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 harmless, but he just became this crazy homebody who like <laughs> just wants to have guests, <laughs> <laughs> just wants somebody to visit, to visit and talk to him. You know, it's, you feel for the guy. <laughs> Carrying his snow cones around. <laughs> Tough kids, just kids, kids who climb on rocks. <laughs> hot that, dogs. That, that, Armor hot dogs. That's another uh, reference, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, the only reason I know that reference is because they did the entire Armor Hot Dog song on The Simpsons once. Yes, indeed. The, uh, the Critic episode. Oh, yeah, that was the one. Ah, uh, The Critic. That didn't work out. That was that's a uh, great show. <laughs> Rosebud's frozen peas. We need to stop watching the movie, guys. I know we have to say something. I, I love uh, I love the abominable snowman. It's it's established that he is larger than Sully, and when Mike throws a snow snow cone at him, he turns around and he immediately is like him. Like no, it wasn't me. Like, he points at. <laughs> Don't get mad at me, blue man with curly horns. Yeah, exactly. Don't. I, I want me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he might leave. <laughs> Please don't leave me. Please don't leave. I'm so alone. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I need a reason to get out of here. Yeah. Hello. We're out of snow cones. <laughs> <laughs> Be right back. This is, this is the implication so, that the abominable snowman has just been picking off hikers and taking their shit? Is it? Uh, He's got an entire cave full of stuff that he would not have if he hadn't picked off hikers and taken their shit. Maybe so it, not picked off, maybe just found stuff. Is I the implication know. that he's you know, out he there, grabbed them, them he's a monster. Yeah. brought them back to, uh, to his cave? Oh my god, he and brought just, them back to his cave to try and be friends and they exactly. ran away. <laughs> and he just kept their stuff. That's what we're going to say. Yeah, That's, exactly. That, that, that could have been, been one of the shorts for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where all his stuff came from. <laughs> He's just trying to make them some spaghetti. And they just keep running away. <laughs> what? I don't... I just got a picture of him, like... He tied them to a chair or something, and he's just trying to serve them food. And they're so afraid. He's my girlfriend. What? Am I ugly? They're just, they're just screaming, and he's trying to keep on a regular conversation. So gas Trying to be prices, casual. Huh? Hot out. Hot one out there today, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> The subtitles well, now just have two little music notes. <laughs> music notes to let us know that. I guess that was the bells as he went off into the... 
I don't know. And I was like, wow, this is for real. I think we're, we're coming this is one up of those on the things shot you're talking about. Wow, he went really far to go get the snow cones, by the way. This is a good... Th- these shots look really good. They look very real because of the practical uh, lighting from the lantern. Like, that's where the majority of the light is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think it. I think we're getting the shot that you're talking about. Where he, yeah. Right here. Oh, not only, not only is the, See, the shot on nice, his chin. but also, like... Again, the the fur and just the uh, the snow sticking to it, like this is kind of amazing. This is that looks where, really good. This that, is the right shot there, where all looks... the effort went to. Probably they're like that shot has got to work. And that it was does. not a three day hike, even mm-hmm. though he was going down at like sixty miles an hour, but only for like ten seconds. Well, it, they might have cut it up because they don't want to be like, all right, and then he sleds for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> nice, quiet Nepal. I just want Marion to come in. Well, Sanders, you sure know how to give a lady a good time. Poor George Sanders. Yeah, you choked that mother... Look at him. He just completely threw his friend under the bus. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to punch out the light bulb and be like, fuck that guy. Exactly. (laughs) Just send the door back. We got a dead door here. I don't know what to... I don't know. I guess the Nepalese are kind of veneered to the whole thing because it was totally just like he just sent that monster on through and it's like what happened on the other end of that door? A big monster just came running into their house <laughs> and then this little squiddy thing just came out of the closet so to speak. I would be In a literal I, sense. Yeah, you'd think they'd be like what is happening here? And then clearly they've had run-ins with the abominable snowman who has stolen their stuff and tried to feed them. <laughs> so, I mean, what must they be thinking? It must be kind of weird to have a naked, hairless, nipply monster walk into yeah. your bar. With, with the dog stitch cone thing. Walk into your bar. That's the setup for a joke. Have you got a punchline? <laughs> there we go. This is pretty good. Bartender says it's pronounced Nepal. <laughs> Not bad. Thank you. Yeah. It's it always it always helps if you skip the middle part of the joke. You're like, there's a setup and there's a punchline. You figure out how we got, got something there. about a nipple. There were nipple Nepal. It, you, it was established. But uh, I I think this is uh, cool and probably. Uh, I like how Mike's I'll, been carrying snowballs. Yeah, like, he's like, I'm no, going to no, get him right in the eyes. <laughs> I wonder if they animated it to literally... I, I wonder if they just animated Sully or if they animated it... No, no, they definitely with animated a fight. With Randall, yeah, and then just didn't render him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you start crying... I'm going to cry. Gonna cry. I'll never get through this. <laughs> And and also... I like how Boo gets it and Mike's just retarded. Uh-huh. And <laughs> also, like, uh, you know, Mike's whole problem is, you, you're never listening to me! And then he fails entirely to pay attention to anything that's going on when he has his little speech. <laughs> I also like Mike's little expression. The Randall... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Hell hath no fury. Mm-hmm. I like how they all have little cones. Wee. She doesn't have legs. 
I'm not sure I realized that before, but she walks on tentacles. Well, it doesn't walk, but... That's just how Mike likes it. Well, as we discussed before, something's got to go somewhere. She walks on his <laughs> tentacles. Mm-hmm. I like that his name becomes just this thing that the kids say. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Well, kids are so like that. Yeah. They're, they're like the... Um, it's the seagulls. They, they, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say they like the poles. <laughs> no, they're like the seagulls in uh, Fighting Nemo. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> they like just Polish names. They just really enjoy those. <laughs> Vowels. They like those. They, they you know, bring something back again. They're like, oh, he just won the award. And everyone's like, ah! And he's like, stop it. <laughs> stop it. It's a lie. I didn't ever want it. I don't like you guys. No hugs. My only weakness. <laughs> Here we go. Here comes the big action. Wouldn't it be funny if Randall was just so, felt so loved and hugged that all of his problems melted away? Yeah, and that was just the right end? then, that was the end. <laughs> He's like, "That's all I wanted. <laughs> I just needed someone to tell You're right, me this I was been a ride. good enough. I could design this ride, and I've never designed a ride in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, this could be yeah. This could be a number of different kinds of rides. I mean, this could be a ride film, or it could be like uh, roller coaster, like an indoor roller coaster. coaster, or the 3D motion simulator, Star Wars, Star mm-hmm. Wars kind of thing. That's what I meant by ride film. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I like the uh, the handheld kind of, you know. It, it looks again, like it's on the door or something. You once know? again, this is Pixar. <laughs> this is Pixar think, living with their decision to have an entire, like, any door in the world. Okay. Right. But, that, we, but, but you realize that means that there's a warehouse of billions of doors, right? That's probably, you They're know. like, realize it. Shit, that's our last act. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. probably something that happened in a story meeting. They're like, well, how do they get into there? Well, I guess they probably, they like, they, they pull out cards, like key cards, and they, they call in the door, and it's like, so they there's have a every fucking door. giant room of doors somewhere in the back. They're like, yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, going back to what we were talking about before, this... Um, so far, this sequence has not violated the rules of you could do this with a camera. Like, if you had, even if you had a real place, like, there was, you know, there's the bit where it's following uh, look at the that. doors. And that's when you know it's on. I love the cue. It yeah. starts laughing and all the doors are on and you're like, this is a great ending. Yeah. We've got a great climax built up here. Yeah. And of course, they go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't we get banished here? Although it's 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 fortunate that every they they don't run into any uh uh you know dead doors. They don't run into any doors where it's like, "Oh, you guys are 14. I guess we'd better get to the <laughs> other house next door because your door's not going to work." They already would have shredded it. But they wouldn't come out a dead door. They so. would but no, they, no, no. they would run into a room and the door would be like It would just be a closet. Does this mean that everyone on the planet could open their closet right now and just get into Monstropolis? At this moment, I guess so, yeah. Dude, we should try that. Yeah, let's do it. It's <laughs> happening right now, you guys. <laughs> Mike's fumble. Everyone shuts up. <laughs> Dude. I love this. Watch. Rip. Boom. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> and somewhere somebody just got the idea for Portal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, hey. Yeah, you bastard. That that, Man, that was smart. Because of the way he moves. They're like, he'd be fine. He'd just yeah. slither right in. But yeah, I don't think we've had any shots that you couldn't get with a real camera. You know, you hook this onto the track in front of them or whatever. And how do you do that? <laughs> Mike's Wait a like, second. No. <laughs> Wait. Wait. He was in that other door. I like this bit. 
All the other ones flying by behind them. That was not enough wood for a door. Like it hit it hit the ground and like uh, half of it it's disappeared. It's in a pile. I love this movie. <laughs> what, what? Remember what I was saying about an abundance of ideas? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Everything about this movie is a completely invented thing. Yeah, and they're all genius. It's, it's a good example of a movie properly brainstormed. You get yeah. an idea for a movie. You work on it for five years. You work on it, but but even before you get to any kind of outline or God help you, actual script stage, you you still have to brainstorm whatever your all the ideas and all the themes you want to put into it. Right. This is a properly brainstormed movie. Yeah, there's not. I I, I don't think there are any bits here that. Uh, this is this is a movie, and one of the reasons it's my favorite uh, is you watch it, and there's there's no point where you think, oh, they could have done more with that, or they right. didn't really utilize that to its fullest extent. I think that's a great shot, going from the room to my God, and that's that's kind of that's awesome that they can use that shot too because there, there's always a shot of like hanging off the building or whatever but right. it's like he goes through the closet door and you get the shot of him hanging off a building into this giant abyss below him yay for boo she's it's interesting because she's uh, like defeating her fear of him but I guess it's supposed to kind of imply she's getting she's growing up to the extent where she's not scared of monsters, but rawr, she's not really rawr, yeah. rawr, rawr. she's not really scared of monsters in general, except for Randall and Sully when he's being scary. I love that it can just open right through mm-hmm. wait, 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 that door would not be able to open why because it's against a rail it, oh, you're right in the universe of Monsters Inc, there's still a door on the other side and it's bumping up against that rail. We never see the other side. When when they're yeah, when they're, 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 they hide behind it and then it raises up and, the, and it reveals that they were hiding behind it. Remember when Boo and I guess it was when Boo and Sully were behind. Well, the right, door? but that would have but that would have meant that it opened up into the other room, not into Monsters Inc. Mm, right, but even in Monsters Inc., if you look at it from the other side, you're looking at a door. Are you when the door is activated? Do you see the door swing swing open into the back? I don't think you do. I don't think we ever do. No, I, you we see never it. see it. I guess they solved that. Yeah, so it's fine. What just happened is fine. <laughs> I guarantee Recognize. you they thought of it. Yeah, exactly. Make her laugh. Okay, so this implies that he's got something there. Or actually, that would just hurt no matter what you did. <laughs> Whether you've got uh, testicles or not. We need to stop We're watching back. this. Oh, wait. Yeah. So there's the door. The door no, but, has now swung but over. it's not activated. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the rules are, are clear here, people. <laughs> it's making good sense. So, coming up on the end here, I think, aren't we? Yeah. This movie does move along at a fair clip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a short movie. It's only 90 minutes or so. Uh, and they keep it moving. And... and Kind of uh, impressively so, since a- as we were talking about, it spends a good nearly half of the movie just kind of setting up the premise almost yeah. before it really gets into it. It's fortunate that, that that they had her in that costume the whole time. Yeah, totally. Wait, that guy's being a dick. Get him! 
<laughs> Squeak. Right. No. Okay, where are you taking that? Just activate it. Throw it through. Well, you can't because they turn off the power on the whole. Oh, grid. right, right. Someone See? was paying attention. They thought of it. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to get one past Pixar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're trying though. Okay, now that's scary. <laughs> Being followed by a giant claw man yeah. with a vest. Vesti Clawman? Yeah. <laughs> Lazarus Vesti Von Vesti Clawman. Vesti Clawman. <laughs> That's a good name. I'm going to have to use that for Lazarus something. Lazarus Vesti Von Clawman. <laughs> now, this is, this, is, this is a horror movie right here. I'm not surprised that Boo is afraid. I like how he does this whole little performance because he's like, I know what's happening here. I need to put on a good show. So how much of this did Sully plan in the minute and a half before they arrived <laughs> on the scare floor? Because Mike, they obviously had a plan. Right. Yeah, they... they Wasn't Mike trailing CDA guys? You know, I guess they do show up here in the, in, in the office with him in a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. This all makes sense. How did Mike stall the CDA guys long enough? He just ran them in a circle, probably. He just ran them in a circle until they got there, and then they probably started to see it on the monitors. And he's like, oh, hey. See what I'm saying? Watch, like, all of Monstropolis be like, that's fine with us. We don't give a shit. We hate kids. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wait, why do people... Why, why is yeah, this why would you, alarming to, to the monsters? Yeah. Especially the, the, I mean, the CDA is like, well, that just means more work for us if they get out. Like, if they start running around town, we got more to do. Threat level orange. <laughs> there, we, we don't know when. We don't know where. But there will be children. But there will be children <laughs> coming into this world. That would totally, yeah, the CDA would totally be helping him cover this up, actually. Now let me see if this pans out in a way that makes sense because it's cute to have Rosbury the CDA number one. But I wonder... and I love that she has a cardigan with that as well, like her official. <laughs> Although her I don't want to look at her boobs, and I I can't I can't <laughs> avoid it right now. Uh-huh. There's no way not to look at him. <laughs> Just look oh, at him. God. Oh, little slug boobs. <laughs> I think you were saying something, Teague. Brian was talking about the boobs. I just sat back. Yeah, before Let's move that. On. Well, I mean, does it make on. any sense to have her be number one as a character element? I mean, did they need to do that in this movie? Um, just to put a sympathetic face on the CDA, I guess. Yeah, just to just to show why uh, why the CDA isn't in his pocket, I guess. Maybe it's just to say to everyone, respect the weird old guy at your work. He might yeah. be, he might be a government agent. He might be a government agent who will save you later. He's more likely going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Guy with a sniper rifle and a bunch of Nazi yeah. porn. Anyway, be nice. <laughs> be nice. Be nice to oldies. Help the. When agent. he said when uh, originally, like this, this is the part where I start to kind of have trouble holding it together. When when he says to her, "Go grow up," I'm like, "Oh God, <laughs> that's so true." And she won't get to be a little girl anymore. And look at her showing him all his toys, right and all these little toys are references to Pixar movies. Yeah, yeah. But she's just the look ball. how happy she is. She wants she wants to share. She wants to have a little tea party with him, and she wants to give him all her toys. And 
And that's a big uh, deal. I mean, with kids, you know, kids are very protective. So if they want to share a toy with you, that means they really like you. There's Nemo. You know. This came out before Nemo. Yeah. So it was a teaser for Nemo. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yep. His picture is working at three movies at once. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're like, we already know we got a goddamn clownfish. So <laughs> fucking clownfish. Go on and uh, put a little squeaky clownfish in there. They'll think we're cute. <laughs> uh, they'll buy that puffs on cigar <laughs> yeah. I don't think John yeah. Lasseter is like Milton Berle <laughs> oh god oh <laughs> oh hugs baby hugs oh crying monsters oh god oh. I love I've, I've I lo- got something in my eye you guys <laughs> I, love, I, I also love the score right here Boo's mm-hmm. little piano theme. Yeah, I have, I have I have a big thing for little plunky delicate piano themes. Mm-hmm. God, oh. <laughs> she won't stop looking at him. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> Fall asleep. Fall asleep instantly again. Fuck you, baby. <laughs> this is oh the God! Oh, here she goes. This is the, yeah, this is one of the hardest parts. Kitty. Oh. No. And you just watch it because you're like, you're like, she will never understand what just happened. (laughs) She She has no idea. Never understand. (laughs) Even if she were a grown up, she may never understand what happened, but especially as like a four year old. She's going to think some shit happened and she just repressed it. Yeah, exactly. She's She's going to be like, what's Well, she's going to be like, she's going to be like you were saying. She's like, this must be a metaphor for rape. Some, like in her 20s she's gonna be like someone rape me <laughs> like that, that can, that's the only clear explanation for what's going on here yeah exactly. she, yeah she's gonna assume that she was abused somehow yeah, exactly. and she just turned them into monsters in her mind <laughs> this summer where the wild things are in theaters everywhere yeah. <laughs> do you understand what you have done to that girl <laughs> Pixar wait Okay, if they shut down Monsters, Inc., where would they get the power from? Regardless of where the source is, whether it's Scream or Laugh or whatever, where they would, would they get it? They were talking about they have an energy crisis, and they're just, screw- like, they're just screwed. Oh, great. <laughs> At least we had some laughs. I like that they're able to use that as the the line leading into it because it does feel so true to Mike's character where he's like, well, well, everything's going to shit and it's the worst thing that could possibly happen to us in our world, but hey, that was fun, huh? And the, but the way, he's, the way he says it, like, cues him in. It's, like, perfect. Is there... Oh, I love this boy's uh, reactions. Is there any moment before this where we foreshadow the idea of him being a stand-up comedian? Or no. am I just misremembering no. that from the end of this and from the the show at Disney? <laughs> right. He also is kind of a showman. He's got... Right, I know that. Yeah. But I mean more specifically. Of <laughs> I love the looks of kids like, what? What's he happening? Do, he should be doing kid black jokes. Wow. Black kids drive like this. <laughs> <laughs> White kids drive their tri- tricycle like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hold, hold on, hold on. I got this. <laughs> that's that's a very Billy Crystal uh, expression too. Where's all that air coming from? <laughs> Does he have a tank? Yeah. What gastrointestinal system is there room for <laughs> exactly. in there? 
That kid is like insane. That, kid's just, <laughs> yeah, that, that he kid just, just broke. That kid, he just broke the kid. Exactly. <laughs> he overloaded the kid with funny. <laughs> Kids love it when you burp a microphone. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because when I watched this, I uh, I was like, that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> like, I don't even know why. It's just a stupid little thing, but that was damn funny. <laughs> where he, he burps a microphone? Yeah, where he swallows it and then just belches the shit out of it and catches it. That was the best part. Balloons everywhere. I feel like that's what Pixar See, looks that, like. Exactly, I was about to say that. I'm like, <laughs> now it's Pixar. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> California, stay away from here. Of course, of course. He's got. He's under the zip code. I love yeah. it. Yeah, or barcode. <laughs> His whole body's shaking. So many ideas. Fuck Gallagher Monster. <laughs> so many ideas. Uh, see, now he's the top scarer. Or he stole that kid's shit. <laughs> he's a klepto monster. <laughs> the kid thought it was funny though, so it it everyone. The kid's wins. like, take it. I don't take like it. it. You know what? You know what? Football is where it's at. You earned it. You earned it. Uh, no, he probably took the soccer ball with him because that's what would always like destroy him in the simulation. So he probably he probably went in there, threw a bunch of jacks on the floor. And kicked a soccer ball so it would rebound into his face <laughs> to kick it all off and get the kid laughing. Okay, now here it comes. Now are you, you going to be die. okay, man? I don't know. No, okay. This is really, this is... Oh, it's the door. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, this this part I'm like I cannot believe they just did that. Like because you see how much literal pain he went through to do this. Cuz you've always been kind of like, you know, Mike's funny and all, but he's kind of a bastard sometimes, <laughs> but then you see that and you're like, "Oh my that god." That is a lot of wood. Yeah. How do they generate the doors? I don't know. I'm sure they have trees. Monster <laughs> trees. <laughs> Dr. Seuss has trees. Oh, Which it's still not work, and Mike's like, shit. Here it comes. Oh. I, I really thought, like, there's there's a moment in here where you're like, oh, is she gone? And then you hear her voice, and he smiles, and I'm going to cry. I'm going to back away from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love this movie. Brian, have, has, have your opinion changed watching this again? Uh, yeah, it has. Um, <laughs> if yeah. I were a rich man. I love this song. I love everything about this movie. I'm just warm and fuzzy right now. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. It kind of cooks you up on the inside. Gives you warm soup belly. A little bit. Michael? Yeah, right? I love this you, movie. You bring it together. I, I got I, a little, I, I, little clump. I took a few deep breaths there, but uh, but I'm all right now. But yeah, I just, I still love this movie. And it's, you know, it's 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 really impressive for a movie that you know what's going to happen. Like, you know all the beats to still be really moving. impactful. And, and stirring. Moving. Yeah. Yeah. So like this is this is their best work I think so far. I mean they've they've made a lot of good movies, but I think this is number one. For Pete me. Doctor seems to get the uh, the sweetest of them, the most nectary of the movies. You got mm-hmm. Up and Monsters Inc., which I think are the two most sentimental of all their movies. I would say so. Yeah, I continue to love everything about this movie. I I, I could go on for like the next three minutes about anything in this film, uh-huh. so I'm just going to save you and say every little thing that went into the making of this movie is perfect. Everything that has to. They have a lot of weird beaky monsters in their uh, graphics here. By the way, the I feel 2D like, graphics I, that I feel you like don't they're see trying to represent like construction paper. Uh huh. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm just I'm just saying the design of the monsters 
in, like in the beginning here does not reflect the design of the monsters in the movie. So I that that's why I was kind of like I wonder if there it was a different team that did it or something. But yeah, all it doesn't matter. Someone there. Anyway. So this has been Down In Front. You can always find more episodes of Down In Front at our website, downinfront.net. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash downinfront. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. And I'm Brian Finiter. Mike Scott. And this has still been Down In Front. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> good night, good night. Good night. friendsinyourhead.com